Warning! The following podcast contains strong language, which some listeners may find offensive. If you do... Up yours! That's only if you don't listen to the podcast. Otherwise, not up yours. News team, assemble! Hello and welcome to another episode of the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. We are here for our weekly news roundup. My name is Troy, joined by Jay and by Big Tasty. What's going on, fellas? What up? Hello. Yeah, not an awful lot. Not, not a lot of, well, quite a, actually quite a lot happened in wrestling this week, is not it? But <laughs> I always, <laughs> we always joke, like, oh, maybe there'll be a, a, a quiet week, but there never is. Nah, never. There's always something. Always something. And my next week's going to be a quiet week. It's almost Next like the week. entire industry just perpetuates itself into a giant tire fire for amusement. But <laughs> hey, well, I'm not complaining. Yeah, always something to talk about. <laughs> um, before we get into the bulk of this week's news, uh, we'll do a quick rundown of the weekly shows. So results from Raw this past Monday um, opened with a 15-minute segment of Lashley demanding to be part of the title match at day one because we all want 15-minute chatty-chatty opening segments. Uh, Otis defeated Riddle, uh, he won cleanly and then took Orton out after the match, so I'm assuming that that's going to lead to a match at day one. It feels like Otis and Gable have had some momentum thrown their way for at least the last six months, but they're kind of worried to pull the trigger on them. Um, Belair defeated Dewdrop, uh, they had a decent competitive match. Uh, Lashley defeated KO in the first of three matches in order to try and get himself inserted into that match at day one. Um, then the Dirty Dogs defeated Balor and Priest with distraction from Austin Theory. Um, they keep teasing turning Priest heel, which in my opinion they should do. Um, and it would have been decent to set up for a match at day one between him and Balor. Uh, Queen Zelina defeated Rhea Ripley with absolute fuckery and distraction. Uh, Lashley defeated Rollins, uh, after KO caused the DQ, they then restarted the match and made it a DQ because... Of course they do. Um, I forget why we don't watch Raw. Uh, Lashley defeated Big E in a no DQ match because, of course, they made it a no DQ. Uh, KO and Rollins got involved. Uh, there was a few cool table spots. Uh, MVP um, hit Big E with a cane so Lashley could pick up the win. Um, yeah, decent, fun match. Best match of the night. Wait, so is, is Lashley a face or a heel? he's a heel he's always a heel so why is he beating three heels to fight the face three heels well well two heels sorry ah well KO's not a heel (laughs) I mean (laughs) he he always should be a heel but he's not to them he's at the moment he's what he's a tweener at the moment yeah that's for the most part he's a human biggie but he's face he's fuming the other two yeah yeah um, on to SmackDown from past Friday. Sasha Banks and Tony Storm defeated uh, Charlotte Flair and Shotzi. Uh, Storm got the pin with a clean finish, uh, and that sets up her for likely a championship match at day one. Uh, Viking Raiders defeated uh, Jinder and Shanky, um, assuming that Raiders are going to be the next to get a tag team title shot against the Usos. Uh, Corbin and Moss had an absolutely nonsense segment Um it's called Happy Chat or some shit like that. Oh, is that when there was CM Punk chants? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Pat, Pat McAfee tried to, to par it off as them saying we want love or something like that. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Maybe they're me. saying boo urns. Shut boo, up. Boo, class. They, they're saying boo urns. <laughs> um, it was a complete waste of time uh, Ridge Holland defeated Cesaro nothing to shout about um, but Ridge Holland's kind of pairing with these two Seamus and Cesaro is really good um, all sorts of similar size and you can learn a lot from them I ideally just want to see them start a faction and just have three big burly European Plus, guys I mean just, just three... anything that puts the bar back together is, yeah. You yeah, know. yeah 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 exactly um, Naomi defeated Shayna Baszler uh, Naomi again challenged Sonia Deville to a match. Uh, instead, she sent Baszler down, and Naomi got a quick roll at win. Uh, what, what, Baszler? What happened to Baszler? I don't know. The only good thing about her at the moment is that her Warhammer-inspired ring gear. Yeah, because they're doing fuck all else with her. <laughs> Massively disappointing. Just have um, her doing actual murder on Charlotte. That'd be nice. That'd be lovely. <laughs> I'd love that. Uh, yeah, that new- that's a trigger they should have pulled about two years ago, though. To be fair. They should have pulled the trigger on Shayna when she eviscerated everyone in the Elimination when, Chamber. When Becky Lynch was saying that she should have won it at WrestleMania, and Vince was like, nah, nah, we'll, yeah. we'll keep on you for a bit longer. And then Becky was like, well, actually. Yeah. I'm, I'm pregnant. to break through, yeah. <laughs> um, New Day defeated... Several is fault. Uh, New Day defeated the Usos. Um, <laughs> decent fun match, as always. Uh possibly leading to a championship match. Well, I imagine it will do uh, at day one. And then I think the next challenges for that will be Riking Raiders. Um, what else have we got? Uh, Roman Reigns returned to SmackDown. Um, this was a decent segment, actually. Um, obviously, it was the, the last part of SmackDown because he's the main event. Uh, Roman said that he can look past Jimmy and Jay's failures because they're blood, but says Heyman isn't the same. Uh, he asked Paul if he knew... Uh, if Brock Lesnar was going to be at SummerSlam or Madison Square Garden when he turned up and he asked him, why are you protecting Brock from me? And Heyman visibly fighting back on the tears and really hamming on the emotion, admitted that he's not protecting Lesnar from Reigns, but vice versa. Um, Heyman then said that Reigns should fear Lesnar and everything that he can do to him. Uh, Reigns then fired him on the spot, knocked him down with a Superman punch. Lesnar came down, made the save, took out the Usos, hit a couple of F5s on Reigns uh, and it closed out the show. Um, it was pretty cool, and again, it adds another like gear, another element, another dynamic to this feud. Because, as we all know, as well, I say we've seen Lesnar and Reigns countless times. I think it was Aaron that looked up the stat, and they've actually only faced each other like four times in like the last five years or something. Barmy, everyone seems to think it happens year in year out. It's um, I mean, it, it really feels like it happens all the time. And there's been like other permutations about like they've been in multi-man matches together, haven't they? And, and stuff like that. Hmm. Yeah. No, it has it has been there's been like one fatal four-way. Um other than that, it has been pretty much like they did it at Mania two they've done it at Mania twice. They did it at a SummerSlam. They've they're doing it at day one, they did it at Crown Royal. Crown Royal uh, doesn't count, mate. We we don't count those ones that they host in the desert. That's that's the darkest timeline. We don't go there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I think like now Heyman is essentially as you like a free agent. Um, it makes it interesting again. Both men going in with not their advocate or you know um, well Brock special Brock counsel. Te- Brock's been teasing the Heymans in his corner. He has, he has, but. It, 
at the moment, like it's it's going to end up being a Heyman on a fucking forklift match, isn't it? <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be a swerve so Heyman can fucking turn on Brock proper because he, he never did. No, he didn't Brock. do fully, did he? But yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, I'm intrigued for that match just to see how it plays out, whether Heyman ends up sort of turning fully on him or not, um, or if he eventually aligns back with Lesnar. But yeah, um, that was Raw and SmackDown. Enjoy uh, Dungarees Brock. Dungarees Brock, yeah, yeah, and his uh, his his denim fur lined or whatever it was, like sheep lined, beautiful jacket. Um, yeah, so that was Raw and SmackDown. Um, tasty, quick whiz through of. Dynamite yeah, I'll, I'll give you a quick little rundown of the AEW action this week. If you would like a, a much more detailed <laughs> version of events, we do, me and Aaron cover this on our weekly AEW podcast, which normally comes out of a weekend, but because Aaron's been busy, it'll be probably recorded and put out on Monday or Tuesday this week. Uh, so keep an eye out for that if you want some AEW in-depth news. So we'll start with Dynamite. This week's Dynamite was Winter is Coming, which is one of the sort of big events. And one of their, well, it's, where, um, it's where Kenny beat. Moxie for the title last year, so it's become like a and Sting debuted, so it's it's like a big big sort of thing. Um, was that last year? That was la- yeah. this time last year. Yeah, wow. I know. Last year. Uh, so um, the, main, the the biggest match on the card, arguably the opener match, uh, Hangman Adam Page and Brian Danielson for the AEW title went to a sixty minutes time limit draw, which makes it the longest match in AEW history. Uh, this was an excellent match. Um, oh, it was, it was a, spiky. Those those hangman just bumped his dick off for like an hour basically. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, both, both guys come around it looking amazing. Hangman jumped into a table and absolutely ate shit. It was great. Um, Brian yeah, Danielson, the testable piece of shit. Brian Danielson is just the worst human being, like squeezing the blood out of Hangman's head against the turnbuckle pad and all sorts. Oh god, it was yeah. Give it a watch. Um, so also been walking skin, around skinning the cat on like the 59 minute mark just to prove a point. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Danielson, he looked like he could go another hour. His conditioning is off the charts. But, I saw the clip of him walking around afterwards, just like giving the crowd the middle finger. <laughs> <laughs> both um, both men had chests that looked like mince beef as well. Yeah. Nice. Brian, Brian's, fucking, ha- Brian's, Brian's living his absolute like best life. He's, he's, he's having a great time. Yeah, like just... Yeah. Just hey, not giving a fuck and putting on. Bangers. He's got to be the wrestler of the year, hasn't he? Has he? I think that's all. Oh, that's a discussion. We'll I mean, next based week. on his based on his performances in ring, yeah, like the and also the fact that like he had like almost six months off, and he's still like have like multiple match of the year candidates in both mm. WWE and AEW. No one else can do that. Is, can like the match, the, this year, the match with Roman and the match uh, the triple threat with Roman and Edge both bangers. Mm. Mm. Um. He had some really good matches with Cesaro earlier in the year as well. Yeah. Obviously, his Rumble performance was banging. And then mm. on top of that, he goes away Everything for like he's six now months. doing an AEW. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And just, just has like five-star matches for fun. Yeah. Just silly good. We'll, 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 talk, we'll, def- we'll, 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 we'll definitely make that um, make that argument next week in our India Awards podcast, I think. Uh, next I, up then. I will get. Brian Danielson for that. <laughs> Next up then, we had Wardlow absolutely destroyed Matt Seidel in about a minute because powerbomb the shit out of him. Um, nice. Yeah. It's it, it's mad that Wardlow can like powerbomb a job to death whilst getting cheered by the fans. Yeah. <laughs> Which is not, not, not what's supposed to happen, but he's he's definitely, he's over as fuck. Like when he turns, it's going to be the biggest pop. It's going to be great. It, they, they are teasing it as well. But, like Sean Spears is like fucking around, isn't he? End of the match and Wardlow's just yeah. got no time for it. Sean Spears, Sean Spears walking around like a high class, uh, a white collar coke dealer. <laughs> Wardlow's gonna like 
smack him so hard when he turns face that he's going to fly into the air like Team Rocket. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's going to be great. Uh, then Hikaru Shida beats Serena Deeb. That was the, their third. That was like the rubber match for their little mini feud they've been having over the over the last few months. Um, Deeb exposed Turnbuckle earlier in the match and then Shida shoved her into it at the end and rolled her up. Um, so her sort of cheating ways came back to Hunter at, at the death, which was quite nice. Uh, again, Serena Deeb, one of the most shockingly good pickups that AW's women's division have made in the last sort of 18 months. Like yeah. she has been a revelation. Just shout ring. for breakout star, maybe. Like mm, certainly everything she's done in AEW. And... I mean, she's had a hell of a year. Mm. I know she's had some injury problems, but when she's been fit, she's been absolute yeah. money. Like in yeah. that women's and she's really elevated everyone around her, like mm. which has really helped. Mm. Uh, and then the final match for a long of... time. Couldn't be a breakout star. That's what's annoying. The fact that she's like the she's fact been that she's for been around for like good one. almost like 20 years and like yeah. People are only talking about how good she is now. Yeah. We won't talk about the straight edge society. No. Worry about it. Uh, right. And then the final match of Dynamite MJF beat Dante Martin for the Dynamite Diamond Ring, making him the three piece champion. This came after Ricky Starks helped MJF kick out of Dante's finisher. He puts his foot on the rope. Obviously, Dante screwed him last week in the, in the Battle Royal. And then that provided a distraction for MJF to lock in the salt of the earth for the submission win. Sorry, the what? Not the salt of the earth. What was it for? A ring. Yeah, it's the, the diamond, um, diamond ring. Oh, yeah. What is that? Basically, it's it's just like it's just like a really fancy ring that they did like yeah. a battle royale for a couple of years ago. Like a, like a big like like basically like a like a big um, like jewel ring like they get in um, American sports it, when they win like a championship. Yeah, right. it's basically it's basically become part of MJF's gimmick. Oh, okay. That so he's got, he just, like the, he just like smacks, he, he smacks, he, yeah, he smacks people. It's what he hit Derby with at the end of their match. That big like diamond ring he put on. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. So uh, basically, the, they're having MJF win every year. So when he does lose, it it means a bit more because it's like a pair. But, is up. but how how many times has he how many times has he put it on the line? Once a three year? times. Well, it, it's three it, yeah, times it's defended. It, no, it's defended once a year, and like they, they basically had they, they do a battle royal every year for it. Basically. Oh, okay, okay. And the last and the last they, the last two people in the battle royal then go into a match, and then right. the winner of the match gets gets and, the ring. It, it oh, didn't okay. make much sense to me because the way Excalibur explained it, but either they get it re-stoned, was it? Or they just get it re-evaluated. So every year it becomes more and more, like worth more money. It, I think, even I if think, it has taken a pacing against the side of someone's head. I, th- I think that's what, I think that's why he said they got it like, like new stuff. Yeah, they, stuff, they, get, it, like, they like, get it like recast or something like remade. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it started off being like a $10,000 ring and now it's a $100,000 ring. Of course it is. And it, but last year it was thirty five thousand dollars, so it's like right. But who, did, they, who have they got evaluating this? Fucking Shah Samuels. <laughs> well, <laughs> they they get an actual jeweler apparently. They, they named yeah. them. I don't know who they are. They did name like, the jeweler as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, Atlanta or something. Next, some jeweler from Atlanta get to do it. Yeah. Sweet. Um, right, he, he did. To- he did explain it. He just didn't explain it very well. Yeah. Okay. Right, move, moving very quickly on to Rampage then. Um, three matches here. First off, the best friends. That's the team of Trent, Chuck Taylor, Orange Cassidy, and Rocky Romero. Defeated Adam Cole, the Young Bucks, and Bobby Fish. Uh, this is a really fun match. Like loads of back and forth action. Like it's proper AW, like tag team fuckery. Like loads of nonsense. Um, loads of all that shit, all that good shit. That's what you want. Um, yeah, there was a great bit where they were going to do the, the Adam Cole Young Bucks kiss spot and then Trent and Rocky pulled them out of the way or Trent and Chuck pulled them out of the ring and then Orange Cassidy like broke out of the hole and kissed Orange Cassidy himself which uh, kissed Adam Cole himself sorry which was which was great um, uh, the match ended when Trent hit uh, Bobby Fish with a crunchy which is good to see Trent back picking up wins you know yeah he's gone, he's gone a while good to see that Trent movie. looked great 
Trent looks. I mean, he's jacked to fuck. He looks Trent like he, had, he had. He had like spinal surgery in March. Yeah, and he's come back like Trent. A Trent. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like. Some, it looks like just Miro's a bit further away. <laughs> <laughs> Miro, if you squint. <laughs> so yeah, that's what's pretty nice. Uh, really fun match. Next up, we had Tay Conte beat Penelope Ford in a submission match. So this is like sort of the back and forth they've been having. It's been Trent and Anna J. Uh, sorry, Tay and Anna J. Again, Penelope and the Bunny have had this like little longer war. Uh, they've been winning with the brass knuckles. So Tay was like, right, we're going to have a submission match. So you can't use brass knuckles on me. And yet Tay won via a choke. And then afterwards, she just got brass knuckles really- anyway. Yeah, that was a really cool choke as well. It was, yeah. It was it was really, really good fun. Um like a rear naked choke, but then she put a leg behind Penelope's head and pushed their head forward into the choke. It yeah. was cool. Very, very strange, but very good. It was one of them. It's like I can do I can put my leg up here. So do you want to just do it so it looks cool? And I was like, Yeah, all right. <laughs> Go on then. Uh and then in the main event, uh Daniel Garcia 2.0 in the acclaimed, defeated the Lucha Bros, Santana Ortiz, and Eddie Kingston. And that was a really cool bit at the start when like Mark Henry does his like little interview and Eddie Kingston just couldn't didn't have any time for it. Like he let 2.0 run the mouth and he just come back in and went, Yeah, fuck, I ain't got nothing to say, Mark, say the <laughs> main event thing. Shouting at Mark Henry, just do the line, do the line. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so again, another really fun match. It was kind of weird they put the two of these like big, um, like messy multi-man tag matches on the same show because they were fairly similar in in their sort of like structure. Awesome. With that many but, people, you think it'd take up a fair amount of time? And Rampage only being an hour. Yeah, I mean they they, they st- I mean they don't fuck around. Mm-hmm. They still man- they still manage to fit like two fifteen-minute matches and the one slightly shorter one into into that hour, which is they didn't cool. have any like real promos that they just pretty much have match 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 three matches no. yeah. yeah and the Taikanti one was only about five minutes so mm, they, they sort of got a bit more time for the make the thing they were both like sort of like circa 15 minutes the, the two tag matches mm. um yeah it was a really fun match though loads of mad shit um phoenix did phoenix things which is always fun and it ended with garcia like he sort of used eddie kingston's momentum like against him and sort of surprised him with a roll up yanked yank the trunks and picked up the win sweet yeah, Daniel Garcia. And then post match we had um oh no, that was no sorry, post match dynamite. We had that was that was set up for the match next week, wasn't it? Which we'll talk about on the podcast. Post match on this we had uh Jurassic Express going and make the Jurassic same. Express, right? Yeah, and they held up the tag titles like yeah, ominously, like was, handed them to the Lucha Bros. So I, this tension. I really want like a multi man tag team, Land a multi team tag yeah. Let's do that. Let's say ladder. I was, gonna, I was just going to say any kind of match, really. But uh, a ladder match. Yeah, I think I think they're building up towards the. You mean, um, Troy, you do you the mean, battle royal, don't do a revolution. The tag yeah. team battle. Royal. Yeah. I think that's what they're building up to. Troy, you mean Escalera de la Muerte? That's yeah. exactly what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not going to top that one that the Blue Bros and the Young Bucks did like two years ago. That was mm. fucking. That was fucking Aaron, insanity. Rose and FTR came close. The yeah. one they did. Oh, with a triple A, yeah, yeah, I can, I can believe that. Well, Anywho, that is this week's uh, show's quick roundup. So, WWE news. Uh, kicking off with uh, F4W Online's uh, Dave Meltzer believes that Kevin Owens actually re-signed with WWE a couple of weeks ago. Matt Menz Andrew Zarian said that AEW made him a very nice offer, but WWE countered it. There's some speculation that Owens re-signing with WWE makes it more likely that Sami Zayn will also re-sign with them, 
and that Zayn's increased television time of late is part of WWE's strategy to keep him. The Wrestling Observer News also notes that while they haven't confirmed it with the company officials, word backstage is that Sami Zayn has already has already re-signed with WWE. I know there were a lot of disappointed people when they found that KO had re-signed because there was a lot of that Mount Rushmore tease, wasn't there, for, for a few Yeah, they, it just kind of looked he, his body language like he was out the door as well. Yeah, like, yeah um, he looked very checked out a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, but he, uh, he did actually uh, make a comment on it, um, saying that it was the best thing to do for his family. So, like, obviously, WWE must have offered him a shit I mean, ton of money. Well, bucks. We've seen the numbers, haven't we? Like, two to three mm. million a year, it's been reported. Yeah. Numbers don't which, lie. Yeah, which, um, I mean, every, everyone... Like, th- this is the thing. Like, there's such a double standard with wrestling fans. Everyone was moaning about the fact that, like, Kevin Owens resigned, resigned and, like, oh, oh, Tony Khan didn't offer the same amount of money. It's like, the same people probably are the ones who moan going, oh, AEW's got such a bloated roster. So it's like, well... Yeah, exactly. Like, that's that's like yeah. a really good, that's a really good point. If WWE are willing to offer them three million a year or two to three million a year and AEW have got like a, arguably a bloated roster, I mean, that, I think it works because they allow people to have like time off. Mm. Either way. And I think, I think a Kevin Owens or Kevin Steen would have found his way wherever they needed them to and he would have been happy doing whatever he needed to. Yeah. They're going to offer him stupid money and probably, they, well, they've said they're going to give him a main event push, whether they do, but it remains to be seen. I wouldn't be surprised. You'll get, you'll, get, you'll, get, you'll, get, you'll get a Cesaro main event push. Yeah. <laughs> Three months and then back to doing the JLB. I don't know. I don't know. Nah, I, WrestleVotes put a thing out saying um, that it, Seems like he's in line for a main event push on re-signing. Mm. There's been a lot of teasing that he's going to be the guy to dethrone Biggie. Yeah, I was going to say, are they, are they going to strap him up? Do you think? Or? I think, I think they will either going into WrestleMania or at WrestleMania. Maybe a shout to win the Rumble. Biggie didn't die for this, possibly. KO to win the Rumble. Biggie. The problem with Biggie is, is they've re like. I'm gutted about this as well. I was desperate for Biggie to be world champion, and they've really let him down. Yeah, they've, they've made him feel like an afterthought. Like the mm-hmm. fact that that fe- that fatal four way feud is literally Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins feuding. Bobby Lashley's just there. Biggie's just there to make they 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 just feel like they're just there to kind of pad the match out. Whereas the feud is Rollins and Owens. Unfortunately, could have had Rollins and Owens in their own match and had them just a fucking. Fools can't any, or just something balmy. Let them throw themselves of fucking nonsense around the ring, and that could have been fine. But it, it doesn't have to be at the detriment of Big E. Yeah, which is what it feels like now. But I feel like because of bad booking on of Big E, they're going to look at it as like, oh yeah, the Big E experiment's not worked, which is a shame because. Mm. Well, it's just classic WWE, isn't it? It's just don't they give someone the the don't don't give someone the opportunity and then say that it's not working. Yeah. Yeah. Like give them the nothing, same give, give, give them nothing to work with. They're like, ah, oh, well, this is yeah, done it there, you? Well, yeah, you didn't give them anything to do. So, mm. <laughs> so what, what do you expect? <laughs> what I you mean, say, fair, I was, I was going to say did the same thing with Kofi. I mean, Biggie's first couple of um, title defenses were on Raw for fuck's sake. Yeah, he went. Yeah. He left them off the pay per views, and it's like I, I watched. Um, I watched that Adam Blompier um, booking video the other week about like how you'd have booked Kofi's title reign, and yeah. I didn't realize how cursed his title defenses were. Yeah, like how bad his feuds were for like the first like six to three months of his reign. Oh crap! Yeah. Even the really old crap. one where they had like some actual like 
real life stuff they were, they were going yeah. off. As soon as like they just tried to do like, oh, don't you look at my children? It's like, oh, great, here we go. This is Samoa Joe <laughs> and AJ Styles all over again, which was really good, but. No yeah, one else Randy Orton, Randy no one Orton else coming no, close to that. Randy Orton ain't no Samojo. Definitely not. <laughs> and no, no, I mean, Randy, Randy Orton can't back. shout, I'll be your new daddy. <laughs> <laughs> that was lost. That was so Wendy. <laughs> that was, it was a bullshit finish, but that, that little moment was so cool. Yeah. That made that finish like good, I thought. Whereas Kofi just like looking at Randy Orton and then losing his temper and beating the shit out of him was like, well, okay. All right. Um, <laughs> moving on anyway, uh, Fightful says there's been several ideas put forth this year regarding the return to the ring of Sonya Deville as an active competitor. For example, WWE actually had graphics made showing Deville as a participant in July's Money in the Bank ladder match. This is this baffles me. Yeah. Well, like, she took got a, she took a... time off obviously because of what happened with her, um, with like the home invasion stuff, and that's yeah. understandable. Yeah. Um, and it felt like she was eased back into like the. Well, it was weird because it felt like what they're doing with her now with Naomi, where she's like, kind of like squandering her opportunities and, or saying she's squandering opportunities and she doesn't deserve any. It was they were sort of like teasing that Sonya was like protecting Charlotte so she could turn around and go, well, I protected you now. I'm going to take, yeah, I'm going to take what's owed to me sort of thing. Yeah. Um, she's so good as well. Like she's so underrated. Tony Deville. In an already thinning women's division, why would you not have her in there? And what must be like a kicker as well for her is she's come back. She's been given this kind of authority figure position, which has been really good. I think she, like, she's done well with that. And it's a shame that they haven't capitalized, like you said, on that sort of thing where it was the whole her protecting Charlotte. But it must be disappointing. Like, I don't know, you know, I don't know her, but it's disappointing to like, come back, whether she wants to wrestle or not, I don't know. I mean, they keep teasing it, but to see her I think she's actually requested say again? to come. I think she's actually requested to like yeah. move back to an active competitor in but July. To to not to not be an active competitor and then see them put Mandy Rose in NXT and pretty much strap the belt to her within a month of her going to NXT. Again, mm. Deville would probably benefit from going to NXT. Carry on that feud with Mandy Rose. Have her be the next challenger for the NXT Women's Championship. Because it's yeah, evident yeah. they don't have much for her to do on SmackDown, Raw, or anything like that. So it, it feels like the track. It, it does feel like the starting to do something with her. It's just they need weird because she's something. good. She's very good. Yeah. It's just weird that like they, they started this Naomi thing back in like October. Hmm. And I mean, again, someone else who talked about stop start, Jesus Christ! Like, oh, she, she came back in the rumble. Remember, after being off TV for months, yeah. and then was off TV for months. Yeah. After, well, after WrestleMania, but it's just mm-hmm. it's crazy. Like that, it's it's weird that they get rid of so many people, but then there's people who they've got there that they just barely use, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, either use them or let them go somewhere else and show how good they are. Yeah whether that's moved them within your own company or let them go to like leave and go to another company at like the audience or whatever. It's, like, yeah. it's not as if you couldn't just drop someone down to NXT like they've done previously, like Troy said, and just goes, let, yeah. them have, let them have a couple of banging matches down in NXT, you know, exactly. I'm sure what they can do. And the thing is like the good thing, like what they've done with Mandy Rose is 
is they've put her in NXT, but they've also surrounded her with a couple of younger people and they're bouncing off each other. Like they're benefiting from it. So Mandy Rose is getting a bit more spotlight because they clearly didn't have it for her on main roster. She's getting that on NXT. It's getting more eyes on her, but the people that she's paired with are now kind of learning from her as well. So as soon as Mandy Rose does go off, she's elevated those two that have been in the faction. Right. Next, Tacey, do you want to take this yep. one? Right then, next up then, uh, yeah, Dave Meltzer noted on Wrestling Observer Radio that the reason they didn't do the RK Bronomans, we'll come back to that, finals is because, <laughs> quote, there's something up with Montez Ford. He doesn't know what exactly, but he says there's something going on with him. He also says they knew there was an issue by Saturday and that he wouldn't be able to wrestle, and maybe even before then, they were just late to announce anything on it. The RK Bronomans, so, it's, it's, it's a tag team tournament, basically. Yeah, I mean, I have so many issues with that. <laughs> uh, no, this this is like shades of like the Sasha Banks thing from a couple of months back, wasn't it? Where like they knew that she couldn't compete and they advertised and her match they like just kept right up until yeah, yeah, like just like it's like just just living in denial. Like, oh, we just don't talk about it. It'll probably be fine. Oh no, wait, we're at the pay per view now, and it's it's kind of fucked. Um, yeah. Becky, just go and squash Bianca. Good. Yeah, it's it's weird. Um... Montez Ford, this isn't the first time he's had to take time away this year, is it? Uh, oh, yeah, he was out for a bit, wasn't he? Out for a bit. Um, was it just around the draft? So a few months yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully he's okay. okay. Hopefully he's yeah. uh, not too serious. He can, be, he, he can be back into the RK Bronemont final before we know it. <laughs> Hang on, how are they doing this final when like Riddle's off on a fucking vision quest with MFK getting high as fuck and the next double day. duty, mate? Double duty. <laughs> how's he, pass, how's he passing? How's, how's he passing a piss test? I've seen that for <laughs> uh, um, So the next point is just one line that I've got, but actually I added something into the news later on, but it's in NXT. But these kind of time with each other, so I'm just going to cover them both because it makes sense. Um, so per the observer, uh, there's a belief internally that WWE doesn't have enough big guys. Um, the new line on WWE not wanting independent wrestlers is that the company will look to anyone on the men's side if they've got the right size and look. They also said that they would look at women from the indies. Uh, Roxy was at a recent tryout. Uh, she was the is it Ring of Honor Women's Champion. Champion? She is the ring of honor women's champion. Yeah. Uh, but the main focus there is looks and not necessarily size. I mean, I was I mean, going to say, didn't we just release a load of big guys? Like, what happened yeah. to Carrying Cross? What happened to um, Bronson Lee, Reed? You know, Bronson these are all Lee, big guys. Strowman, Keith Lee. Yeah. Bray I mean, Wyatt. this is just like, I just imagine like this. Um, if this is like in The Simpsons where the guy like dips his finger into the beer vat, like licks and goes, nah, needs more dogs. <laughs> like, oh, needs more hot. Need need like oh, needs more hoss. <laughs> like a tray of hosses just falls in. Being said, um, with uh, Bronson Reed in particular, have you seen any of the promos he's done since he's left? Yeah, he's got a oh, fucking God, yeah. ship on his shoulder. He's going to do some righty ass. <laughs> and his New Japan music dude's, as well. Yeah, dude's on fire. Fucks. Mm. Oh my God, it's so good. Um. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, I don't even know what constitutes a big guy in WWE. Are we talking like six foot five plus? Like, what, what's the what's They're the sort of six five plus or six four plus? I think it was, and they've got to be like 
shredded enough that they can barely move and do anything athletic. Christ. So we're talking about what we mean. We're talking about Mason Ryan. Yes. <laughs> what, what we need is Rob. Whoa, whoa, watch him. Mason Ryan's in Seth. He's quite athletic. He's what? We're talking he about, we're yeah, talking we're about right. Nathan Jones. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> Rob, bring, bring, me, bring me Rob Terry. <laughs> bring me awesome Aaron Aguilera, the human cyclone. Please, uh, God, I, 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 I no. Want people who are so jacked, they can barely bend over. <laughs> they want people with the mobility of the great Carly. That's what they want. <laughs> Me anyway, moving on. Um, Andrew Zarian of the Mat Men podcast has noted recently that there seems to be a divide happening between wrestlers and AEW and WWE with a growing belief that many wouldn't switch to the other company even if given the opportunity. That seems odd to me. That I mean, all I hear from wrestlers on both sides of the company is that there's like no war and it's only like the mark yeah. to it. Like every time I, that, I, that's I, what I, was I don't know. At. I don't know how, how much stock I could put in a story like that, to be fair. <laughs> I mean, it, it, if it wasn't coming from anyone, if it was coming from anyone else, I probably wouldn't, but Andrew Zarian's a very reliable um, yeah. breaker of the news. So that that's very odd. That, like, to me, just, I mean, as I say, the, the both sides, like, go, oh, there's no war, but then they take pot shots at each other. And I don't know, it's weird. And also, also as, go I was going to say, like, I, I mean, I get like them wanting the company to be the best one, but like, I wouldn't say there would like to be a divide because there's friends like on either side. Like we've seen before about like Kevin Owens and Mark Rushmore. You've got like a few people that are in relationships. Well, not any, well, some of them, but like, for example, like before Big Swole left, like her and Cedric Alexander, you've got a few where there's that, that crossover. Like, yeah, wasn't, mm-hmm. um, who was the guy that, came to Tino Sabatelli. Wasn't he with Mandy Rose yeah. for a bit? Yeah. Top spy, Tino Sabatelli. Top, top um, rat spy. He wasn't <laughs> caught late, but still. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Malachi Black and Zelina Vega. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And like also the other thing of like, you see like friendships where like Xavier Woods and Kenny Omega, for example, really good mates. Yeah. Um, obviously the party, they're all dotted all over the place now. Mm-hmm. Like Cody's still got a lot of friends. Like I, mean, I know, obviously, him and Biggie were both heavily involved in like the final days of, of Brody Lee, mm-hmm. and then they, they're obviously very close around that. Um, yeah, Brum, like Brody continues to be this like sort of like and neutral point. point where like everyone just sort mm-hmm. of agrees that that was just yeah, everyone. I mean, wonderfully, everyone just sort of agrees that he was amazing, and that, that's the one thing that sort of brings everyone together, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it, it just feels like a weird like I don't. I just you just don't get that feeling, do you, from like the way that people interact on social media a lot of the time? The thing is mm. here, like I'm, the takeaway I'm getting from this is the growing belief that many wouldn't switch to the other if given the opportunity. Now, if you're in WWE and you're seeing people getting released, fired, whatnot, left, right, and center, surely you're thinking, if I'm gonna go anywhere else after here, or if I was given the opportunity, it would be there. They're treating their staff well. As someone in AEW, seeing how many people have been released, those that have come over to AEW, all gone elsewhere, you're sat there thinking, I don't want to go there. You treat it like shit. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I get the impression a lot of like the people they're kind of referring to on, well, certainly on the WWE side. 
I, I, I feel like this is a very selective, like, sort of group of people that's all about. Do you get what I mean? So hmm. the guys on the AW side will be guys who are either ex-WWE who don't want to go back because of the way they were treated by the company, right. or guys like the Young Bucks who turned them down because they wanted to do their own thing and they wanted the freedom to do their own thing. Hmm. On the other side, I think the guys who are like, I don't want to go to AW and WWE will be like WWE lifers, like guys like the New Day, like um yeah, when they said men, he wouldn't switch to the other company, but they meant is they asked Seth Rollins and he said he wouldn't go to the <laughs> they, other company. They asked, they asked company man Seth Rollins, do you like, want yeah, to go to AEW? Rollins like a company guy through and through, isn't he? The little's AEW every any chance he gets, and it's like that's fine, you're the face of that company, that's your job. Hmm. Like uh, well, at least at least he's not doing what fucking John Cena and Ric Flair did about uh, Chris Canyon, but we won't go into that. No. Um <laughs> But yeah, it's that that that's the thing. I, I feel like it's it's people who are kind of like quite high up in the pecking order in both companies that'll mm. be having that point of view. And I guarantee if you asked anyone not within that kind of select group, it would probably be quite a different opinion. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I, I think I think I mean I think it's more it'll be more from the AW side, obviously, because as we touched yeah. on, like a lot of guys on that roster at the moment are XWWE and have been some way, shape or form, been fucked about by that company and don't want to mm. go back, mm. which is understandable. I've, yeah. like, I've left jobs and I, I wouldn't go back. Yeah, definitely, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, right, so then the bit. final, yeah, final little little nugget of WWE news. I have, I have bad, sad tidings. I know it's getting towards Christmas. We all want to stay positive. I think the Judop experiment has failed. Guys, it's, it's all come crashing down. Apparently, WWE filed to trademark Piper Niven, uh, which is basically led to speculation that Dewdrop could be returning back to the names used in NXT UK. I mean, who could have seen who this coming? Could have seen it. <laughs> uh, it's it's either that or the making sure they've got control over the name for if you release. <laughs> that, they're, that they're about to release her and they want to make sure yeah. she can't use her problem. <laughs> Hopefully, it's not because she's fantastic. Yeah, she deserves the whip anywhere she can get. Absolutely. She's like so misused in WWE. It's upsetting. What the annoying thing is, is seeing on the internet and pff, majority of wrestling fans are fucking horrible, toxic bastards, as we've seen and as we'll touch on a little later on a few points. But one disappointing thing to see is, and it certainly comes from across the pond, like US fans that don't know of Piper Niven's background and anything she's done before, whether that was in NXT UK or ICW or anything like that. A lot of piss taking, a lot of body shaming, a lot of who's she, she's this, she's that, and she's the other. Mm. And it's it's really disappointing to to read that. And you get then the UK fans kind of like defending her and, and you know, saying, oh, well, watch this, or she was good here, she's good there sort of thing. And just, it's frustrating the, that that conversation. Well. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. It's, it's disappointing. But, yeah, but, but that's on WWE, like they present her like shit. Yeah. 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 And so it's only their fault they, that people are like coming after her on the internet because yeah. they made her look like a joke. They yeah, they brought her up and had even Marie like going, "Oh, look, just your her, friend, yeah, yeah." Um, and it's it sucks for people to talk about like that. Like I've, I've met her a wrestling show and she's really really nice. Like she mm. genuinely had so much time for everybody. Like any fans who went over and spoke to her, she'd like make the effort to actually make conversation with them and like get to know them as opposed to just kind of be like, oh yeah, do you want to buy any of my merchandise? Uh, like all the wrestlers did at that show. I saw I'm at her. I won't name it names. 
Right. Uh, that's all of our WWE news. So, NXT news. Uh, first up, uh, Andrew Zarian spoke to someone in WWE who was under the impression it's a done deal that one of either Johnny Gargano or Kyle O'Reilly is joining AEW. If, if you had to choose one of those two, who would you have over in AEW? Well, who do, who do I think it's going to be? Uh, or who do I yeah. want it to be? Well, both. Who do you the, think the, it's going to be? two different things for me as well. I think yeah. it's going to be Kyle O'Reilly because they've, yeah. they've got the storyline there for him. Like okay. this whole best friends versus Young Bucks, Adam Cole, Bobby Fish. Yeah. Adam Cole basically may as well have said it on... Um, he, yeah, he that, said on this week's downright that he had a surprise for the Young Bucks. Yeah. Okay. And then Kyle O'Reilly was tweeting about what Adam Cole had, had said. Like, he, he quote-tweeted the actual, like, segment. I mean, I know Kyle O'Reilly's not very tall, but he only had a dot box, Adam Cole, when he was talking the surprise. So. And if Adam Cole's holding it as well, that must be tiny. That must be like a ring or something. (laughs) (laughs) You can see, just very briefly, um, I saw a picture on Twitter the other day. Adam Cole put up a link saying he decorated the tree and it was all, only the bottom half of the tree had like decorations on. (laughs) Yeah, I saw that. (laughs) (laughs) Adam Cole's the man. Let's let's just quickly take some time. But yeah, I think I think it's more likely that it's Kyle O'Reilly because like they've got the storyline in place. They've got like and they're very clearly looking to do an undisputed era versus like the elite sort of thing yeah. going forward, aren't they? There's gonna be a yeah. swerve where like Cole like ousts Kenny and then turns out that he's the bad guy and like the undisputed era take over and it's like gonna be a big thing. I think yeah. that's turn Adam Cole face, you know. You reckon? Yeah, I mean, it's. I think it 100% uh, with Ben and Cole face. He, he gets the biggest cheer out of like the elite anyway, doesn't he? So I think it'd make more and sense to do it that way. He, he, they keep referencing the fact that they killed them off and being the elite, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like that, that's, that's, and everyone thought when he debuted, he was going to just straight out come and attack Kenny and then he joined, he aligned with them. Mm. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'd love personally, on, on a sure. personal level, I'd love Johnny Gargano. I'm a massive Gargano fan. Um, mm. Do I really see where he immediately fits into the AW like system? Not particularly. No. Like, there's, there's not a, there's not a, like a sort of, Clear cut landing spot for him, like there would be for for a Kyle O'Reilly. I mean, can he come in, Johnny Gargano and Impact? Can he come in and just have banger matches? I mean, do I want to see Gargano Andrade? Do I want to see Gargano Cole? Absolutely. I'd love to see Gar- Gargano and Sammy Guevara. Yeah, Gargano. I mean, just, yeah, I mean you can just Gargano. throw him into the challenge, like they jelly thought, couldn't you? Yeah. But and then just have him wrestle Brian Danielson, have him wrestle Kenny Omega, have you know all this, not all this good stuff. Mm. He did say, didn't he, that like Kenny Omega is like the one guy he wants to wrestle. Yeah, sweet. That'd be so, who knows? Who knows? Uh, I think at this juncture, though, it's more likely to be because Gargano has said as well that he's taking a bit of time off. Obviously, yeah. um, Candice's kids, is, kids due in like, February. Yeah, and a contract is up some point next year. Well, I think I said spring. Like and he's just he's just getting people. started on streaming, isn't he? He started doing that yeah. on Twitch. Yeah. So if you see him popping up on Adam Cole's streams, then who knows what could happen? <laughs> uh, would your Choice be the same, Jay. In who? Yeah, I, I wanted to be Gargano, but I feel it's going to be O'Reilly. Yeah, yeah. Man, I'm I'm not against seeing O'Reilly in AW. I think. If I mean, if, if 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 we have to have Red Dragon in AW, then if, if we have to say, oh god, I suppose <laughs> I'll go. If I any must. chance to get any chance to get Red Dragon versus the Lucha Brothers, and I'm down for it. Yeah. At this point, just anybody versus the Lucha Brothers that I haven't seen before. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, I. I I think Gargano would be awesome. Like, even if he did, even if he come in as like a one-time challenger for the TNT title, and then did did the old uh, Brian Danielson Kenny Omega style match. Mm. Oh, half an hour, just, 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 just kill 
Just do God kind of things. Yeah. Just kick out everything except the warming angel because that's Hangman's eventually. Um, <laughs> or Adam Cole's. Um, and moving on. Based on social media, it appears that indie wrestler Tesha Price has signed with WWE and will be going by the name Fallon Henley. What's a Fallon Henley? Never don't, heard of don't, it. Don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> um, Price has made many appearances on AW Dark this year in addition to a handful of NXT ones. Um, yes, I've seen her on, it, on a couple of episodes of Dark. Actually, she's pretty good. Oh, sweet. I can't say I've remember seeing her, but I'm sure she, 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 she was just... largely like there to like get murdered by people. Right. Like, I'm pretty sure I saw Nyla Rose with Ender, and I think she had a match with Emi Sakura as well. If oh, I remember cool. right. Yeah, but, but again, like, why do they give people names that don't sound like real names? Fallon Henley. It sounds like some backwater village in the middle of Oxfordshire. It sounds like a fucking. <laughs> it sounds like a fucking department store. Yeah, it's, you know, it, it sounds like the type of place that like Boris Johnson would be in the MP for or something like that. <laughs> yeah, like, like, some oh, the MP for Fallon Henley. I mean, something like what a tough you've like never like, never seen before in your life. I, mean, like, yeah. I like that fancy department store. Where they sell like Denby dinner plates for like fifty pound a pop. It, or like, like, or, like, like them, them candles that are like inexplicable, like forty quid. <laughs> oh, did you not know it's a Fallon Henley? <laughs> it's like it's like a supermarket clothing chain. <laughs> oh, look when, at my like, Henley jeans I've just bought. When Tesco tried to like put fake names and everything to make them sound like dead posh. Yeah. <laughs> exactly that. Fuck it, we've gone too far with this. Right, anyway. <laughs> right, that was NXT up. news. It was short and sweet. Wasn't a lot to shout about. Um, so, uh, AEW news, mate. Yeah, let's go, AEW news. Uh, so first up, the, the sort of the blockbuster headline for this, I suppose, for this, this week is WWE is apparently interested in signing MJF when his AEW contract expires. Uh, Andrew Zarian's sources at Fox and USA say that MJF's program with CM Punk has caught the eye of even non-wrestling people at the network and that they are asking WWE about him, raising, which has raised WWE's interest. Uh, Zarian also confirmed that MJF's frequent mentions of his AEW contract expiration dates are a shoot and his current deal expires. 2024. I don't um, see him going to WWE ever. No, but this is interesting though because I, um, I do. there was interest from the network. I think he'd be the first name to go the other way. Really? Well, this is interesting because the networks were interested in CM Punk, weren't they? Back before he rejoined yeah. AEW. Like, yeah. so there's obviously this is obviously this is obviously all CM Punk adjacent. Uh, I don't see this happening personally. Um, but I mean, by the time his current deal expires, he's going to be either a current or former world champion in mm. AEW. Mm. Yeah. Thing is, he goes to he goes to WWE. I don't think he will. He goes there. Like, how badly is his character going to get mistreated? I was going to say PG PGMJF does not work. No, no, at all. That being said, he's he's worked with Bruce Pritchard before, and he's apparently got quite a good relationship with him. Mm. So maybe he could use that to his advantage. And if, he, and if he gets to the point where he's done everything he can do in AEW, like if he wins the world title, like what's the what's the plan after he's that? Only, he's not. He's only twenty four, isn't he? Yeah, mm. he's not. He's not like an old. He's not like an F. He's not like Kenny. He's not like part of the company or anything like that. You know. Mm-hmm. But see, I mean, I don't think it. There, there, will, there will come a point where somebody will go the other way. Um, again, as you said earlier, Troy, I don't know why you'd want to looking at how the, both companies have behaved in the last sort of 12 to 18 months. Yeah, yeah. But it, it is good, it's inevitably going to happen. Will it be MGF? Mm. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. Uh, next up, according to Fightful Select, 
private parties mark quinn is currently out due to injury um i haven't got anything more than that yeah no he's been he's been off tv for a little while um it's just been i say cast he's a company and it's a bit of a shitter because like there's been a a bit of an injury curse rippling through uh hardy family office uh because the butcher's also been injured Mm -hmm. stupid sexy butcher um (laughs) he's he seems to always be injured like because he goes hard yeah, yeah, yeah. He torn his bicep clothesline and Tommy Hero issue. I mean, I'd probably break your arms do that. If I, if I did that, I'd just crumble into dust, I think. <laughs> Be like Thanos. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I mean, he is, he's not young either, is he? A uh, big butcher. So, mm. And he's a big lad. Big, and that's big, a big lad. Yeah. And like, like Jay said, he, you know, it's, most of his moves involve him just literally throwing himself at people. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, I hope he's. I hope he's back. I hope he's at least. Is he still playing? I think he's still playing, isn't he? Like the band. I think so. They haven't said anything. I mean, there's the other <laughs> thing where the thing is like falling out with them a bit, hasn't he? Well, they're doing a Christmas. They're doing a Christmas show this week, aren't they? So, oh, who knows there? Yeah, who knows there on his blog? Aren't we going to see them next year? Yeah, we're going to see them next ja- month, mate. End, end of January, mate. Yeah. Yes, boy. Yes, yeah, that'll be That'll be lovely. Yeah, I think it is, yeah. Is it? Oh, I'm just going to have to take the week off, and I? It's like the Thursday before. <laughs> oh, fuck. Actually, that makes sense. I'm coming to Liverpool on a Friday anyway, so. Yeah. Sweet. Job done. There we go. <laughs> Who's next? I can't remember. It's you, mate. It's is you. It? I just I just read out that last one. No, I... Oh, yeah. You... So it's Jay. It's Jay, then. Good, Jay. Uh, not, not that there's oh, a shit, specific order, me. but... Sorry. Yeah, I, I was I was adding something to the rest of the world that I forgot to put in. I was just I got distracted. Um, so, uh, per Cassidy Haynes of Bodyslam.net, to the surprise of nobody, Brody King has signed with AEW. Um, they obviously did the Malachi Black teaser this week, where he basically was like bringing someone into the House of Black. Um, I don't know if you've seen the vignette, Troy. I know me and Big Safe. You, I haven't, but I need to see it because I assume it's superb. It's incredible. Yeah. It's he, basically says, he basically says there's someone like you can be so much more than a king. Nice. So, yeah, so like... to set the scene, like, it's he's in a house and it looks like a proper, like, cult leader's house, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, in the, it's in the middle of nowhere. And he's just walking through and he's got, like, all these black robes on. He's got his, all this face paint all over his face now. Um, and it's, like, clearly, like, it's taken over and more. And he goes outside and someone in a black robe gives him, like, this battered, like, book and it looks like it looks like a bible but it's not and then there's a, a massive massive guy in black robes who's like held by like his arms and he just stands over him and starts preaching and he's, he's like narrating over the whole thing right and he but he's talking different to normal as well okay. he's like he's like almost like whispering like he's got like a like gravelly like sort of tone to his voice awesome. and he's like you just see him like preaching at this guy and screaming and then he like black mists him and the guy does like a black sick on the floor, and then he black just, sick. <laughs> he does like a little black sick, yeah. And then yeah, he, uh, he just leans into his ear and says, "You can be so much more than the king." And me and Big Tasty at that point lost our shit. Uh, <laughs> awesome. Because Brody Lee, Brody Lee, Brody King is a big old hoss boy. He's awesome. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he, he looks like he looks like Malachi Black eight Malachi Black. Yeah. yeah. Just, just... Also means we're getting Kings of the Black Throne versus Lucha Brothers, which. Yeah. Yep. That's how much I want all of that. Give it me. Nom 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 nom. I want Brody King and Penta to beat the living shit out of one another. <laughs> That's what I want. 
Give me what yeah. I want. Right, so then moving on to the next one. Uh, while discussing the lack of surprise appearances at Winter is Coming, uh, Andrew Zarian mentioned that debuts are happening and the people are showing up in AW over, quote, the next couple of weeks. Brody so obviously, King and Kyle O'Reilly well, then. Brody King, Kyle O'Reilly. There's another one we're going to talk about in a little bit, which is probably going to happen. Um, oh, Tony um, did say in a tweet, um, I think it was building up to uh, Winter is Coming, he said, "Keep your eyes on the Christmas show," as opposed to. Yeah, so- he said. He said, "Not necessarily winter's coming, but there are going to be some surprises for the end of the year." They've got a show on Christmas Day, haven't they? Yeah, they've got a, a rampage, rampage on Christmas yeah. Day because on Christmas Eve, the um, TNT for some reason are just showing a Christmas story on loop. What? Fair. Don't worry about it. And then we've got New Year's Slam the next week, which is the big last impact. And then we've got the first impact on TBS as well. So there's a couple of big shows coming up impact. over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, sorry, Dynamite. We shall think. <laughs> we shall think of a second. Yes, yeah, so we've got the we've got the big Dynamite next week, which is New Year's Slam, and then we've got the first Dynamite on TBS, which is going to be um, presumably headlined by the final of the women's TBS title tournament. But yeah, better get probably... to move on with that um, with that TBS tournament. That'd be fine. They've only got like two matches left. They can. They can... The semis on, you know, do two semis and then, yeah, off you go. Sweet. Uh, while discussing streaming services, uh, again, uh, Andrew Zarian of uh, the Mat Men podcast mentioned that AEW is working on some sort of archive where you can go back and watch everything. Yeah, I think Tony, Tony Schiavone's been sort of um, talking about this as well, hasn't he? Saying that he hopes by the end of next year they'll have something in place, which apparently is going to include everything up to and including. Um, the pay-per-views before Dynamite was a thing, all the Dynamites. Um, there's big, I mean, I think what, what people have been sort of fantasy booking in their head is that like Tony Khan will just buy the Ring of Honor video library so that well, you can watch. You spoke about that a few weeks ago. Is it, is it, mm. is it Sinclair? Yeah. Media or Sinclair. Because they own, they own all in, don't they? Because mm. uh, that was yeah. a Ring of Honor production. Yeah, yeah. Which sort of means there's mutual beneficiary, there's mutual yeah. benefit there. Um, and also, you've got all these guys who have cut their careers in Ring of Honor, so it'd be nice for them to be able to say, well, if you like the Young Bucks, go and watch like all these Young Bucks matches. Yeah. I mean, I get the impression, given the fact that Tony Khan basically like sent a few of his guys to Final Battle the other week, yeah. that there could, could be maybe some talks going on. Mm-hmm. Maybe. If you want to bolster that, just put some PWG on there as well. Because, you know, Excalibur's I don't know why there. they don't already fucking own that. Because Excalibur's the owner, like co owner. Yeah. yeah. It must be Super Dragon. Super Dragon must be like, no. <laughs> and what <laughs> I say you, goes. <laughs> Super Dragon wants big money. Because Excalibur's like, I know he's not like part of like the board in AEW, but he's fucking high up, isn't he? Yeah. He's got some, like, some sway. He's like head of, oh, what is it? It's not a job, but it's something similar to that. Mm. It's like people development or something like that. He's got, I think. He's got, he's got stroke, is what you're saying. Yeah, he's stroke. He, he's he's in quite a powerful role in the company. So I, like he, I suppose in theory, he could just handshake agreement, there, couldn't he? Um, moving on, some sad news now. Uh, Sammy Guevara announced via his Twitter account that he and his fiance Pam are no longer together. Um, the company. The couple were engaged at an AEW show only in August, and Sammy confirmed they were separated in October, but remained friends. Uh, sadly, this has led to the internet doing internet things and directing an online backlash towards Ty Conti, causing her to deactivate her Twitter. Um, 
baptised management team posted a statement saying that she was doing good but would be stepping away from social media for, you, for a few days and they will be posting on her behalf. Um, Why have people suddenly lashed out at her? What am I missing? So basically her and Sammy seem to be quite good friends like right. on his, on his uh, vlogs and all that. Like right. she's always in there. Um, but the it, it doesn't seem like it's like a relationship. It seems like it's a platonic friendship. Right. But people, but the internet being the internet, have blown out. The internet, they're like, oh, they must be fucking. It's like, right, right, right. Um, yeah, this is this is shit. Like, Tycons, you get like, it's so awesome as well. Like, she's such a good wrestler. Seems like a genuinely nice person from when you see like her on like stuff like that. Hmm. Um, and yeah, uh, Sammy Guevara even come out and said, look, this is. This was a mutual thing on him and Pam's part. It wasn't to do with anybody but him and Pam. And to stop directing blame towards other people. Um, which, the fact that he's had to do that when he's gone through a breakup. Yeah, like shit. It's shit anyway, but Jesus Christ. Like, mm. the fact that they've gone after one of his friends and, like, trying to call her a comb wrecker and all that. Like, just Yeah, the internet's a bad place sometimes, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. People are idiots. Yeah, it's... So fucking stupid. If you ever feel compelled to tweet something really, really nasty to a wrestler or anyone in particular, just just don't do it. Probably it doesn't just achieve anything. It just doesn't 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 accomplish anything. It just makes no. people feel shit, and there's no yeah. need for that. Yeah. Uh, right. Moving on to well, uh, supposedly better news. Uh, according to Bleach Report and journalist Kevin Burge, the Briscoes are set to sign with AW quote as early as their contracts allow. They are supposedly set to feud with FDR, who appeared at Ring of Honor Final Battle to challenge them after they won the Ring of Honor Tag Titles for the 12th time. So, um, what's what's the deal with the Briscoes? Because I've I've heard either side of the fence about it. I've heard a lot of people badmouth them. A lot of people excited for the potential of them signing. Um, like I don't know a lot about them. They're they're a very good like wrestling wise. They're a very good team. People wise, they seem pretty shitty. Um, yeah. So there was a tweet by Jay a few a good few years back where he basically yeah. said that if um, teachers tried to teach his kids about same sex marriage, that he would shoot his kids. Wow. Yeah. I think uh, it, it, it's not been like confirmed whether or not he was like doing that in character or whether that's his actual like. It doesn't matter if it's in character or not. You don't come out no. and say that. Yeah. Um, oh dear. Yeah. I mean, he's he as as I say, you'd you'd think. Um, They've obviously changed the ways, maybe been educated a bit more. They are like farm boys, aren't they? Yeah. So, you know, we've got that kind of farm mentality, shall we say? <laughs> um, oh, man. But, yeah. Are you like it, excited for the prospect of them being an AW? I'm excited for the prospect of fighting FTR. Oh, okay. Briscoe's FTR, I'll fucking bang. Okay. I'm, I'm excited to see Jay Briscoe, Jay Driller, a multitude of people in AW. Again, keep going back to Lucha Brothers, but they're, they're the ones where because they've kind of like been away from all these teams that keep coming in, whereas like all the teams about like within AEW have wrestled them already. It, mm. Everyone seems to be a dream match for the for the Lucha Bros at the moment. Nice. Uh, and finally, for AEW news on this week's uh, episode of Rampage. AEW announced the Owen Hart Cup would take place in May of 2022 and will culminate at Double or Nothing and would feature both a men's and women's tournament. Good, good news. 
Yeah, yeah, it's going to be great, isn't it? It's just going to be a big, a big old fun old month of wrestling, which is going to be lovely. Yeah, I either hope they do what they did with the women's eliminated tournament and put it on YouTube, or have a takeover one, like have a takeover rampage, just have rampages tournament matches for like a month leading up to. Be pretty cool. Yeah, it's still only like twelve matches, mate. Getting even more than that. Is this going to be essentially a kind of annually defend, yeah. not defended, but just an annual tournament? Kind I of like so, the King yeah. of the Ring. It seems almost. to be like their King of the Ring, yeah. Right. That's pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. Good news. Yeah. Look forward to that. Um, that's all of our AEW news then. Rest of the world. Let's crack on. Uh, who is me. it? Is it me? It was so, on, this mate. is me. Uh, former WWE wrestler Victor from The Ascension told two-man power trip of wrestling podcast that WWE forbid him from mentioning his training in the Hart Family Dungeon. He recalls that William Regal referenced the Hart Dungeon once in NXT. He was also told to quit saying it. But why? Because Tyson Kidd was the last, um, was in WWE's eyes, the last uh, the last graduate. Also, uh, they don't, unless they're putting someone in the Hart Foundation, they don't usually like bringing it up. Oh. Which is so, so stupid. But Unless they're bringing Bret Hart back to counter TNA moving to Monday nights, then they don't want to talk about Bret Hart. Counter <laughs> TNA moving to Monday nights. I forgot about that. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, also, don't forget, he's, he's, don't forget he, he was out there with Jack White on the AW title, wasn't he? So he's dead to them again now. Yeah. <laughs> and he buries Seth Rollins any chance he gets. <laughs> Does he? Fucking hate Seth Rollins for some reason. <laughs> I mean, it's just another. This is just another example of like, again, I, I hate to throw like shade at WWE because again, you know, it's a lot of fantastic wrestlers there. But when you've got other companies like AW, Impact, Ring of Honor, New Japan, sort of opening the world up and trying to work together, and you've got WWE trying to like wrap themselves in insulation and pretend that nothing else exists, hmm. it's it's a pretty stark contrast, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like that. That was one thing I was when you when you brought that. The first thing that came to my mind was um. This week on uh, Rampage, when Excalibur was explaining New Rapongi Vice where to Taz. Yeah. And it was just because Taz was like, Oh, I didn't know the team. Like, oh, Taz getting dead happy about learning new things. <laughs> <laughs> the MV- MVP of commentary on him in AEW the last couple of weeks, Taz. Oh, we, we, we didn't talk about it during the results here, but the, the, the commentary from Excalibur and Taz during that 60 minute draw match was impeccable. Really? Yeah, and then like, the fact that the rest ta, ta, of the show has went into dark Taz again. <laughs> Taz's, Taz's like analysis and like sort of um, experience based commentary, like talking about like how each move would impact each person, really like elevated the match like so much. Awesome, it was incredible. Really good to see, it's good to see that he's back at his like top level. Yeah, yeah. yeah Taz, has, Taz has been bringing the fucking heat with his commentary recently. Nice. Uh, speaking of who's not bringing the heat specifically to Impact Wrestling, um, Scarlett Bordeaux apparently told fans at the K&S WrestleFest virtual signing, that's a thing apparently, uh, that there are no plans for her and Karrion Cross to return to Impact Wrestling. Sweet. I mean, I that, mean would be, that would be a bit of a tail between your legs, wouldn't it? If you're like, you yeah. bitten them off to WWE, I, like, I mean, can, given, can, can, can we be Killer Cross again? Can, can we do that? the reasons she left Impact, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Oh really? They weren't paying. Well, she she basically asked for more money because they weren't paying it. They were only paying a pair appearance, so she'd do like weeks of tapings, but only get paid for one like appearance. Oh, um, shit. 
because he did because they did film them in bulk. But it was so bad that she had to get like an, a day job. And she's like, I'm I'm on wow. I'm in a televised company and I've got to get a fucking day job. Fucking hell. Which is wild. Um Yeah, that's not on. I mean, it's one thing with Britt Baker being a dentist, and but that's like her choice. But yeah. someone having to like actually get like a fucking day job just to get survive. On I mean, TV. this is this is yeah. this has been a thing for a long time in Impact slash TNA. I remember like back in the day, like Jesse Neal, like he wasn't any great shakes, but you have to get like, you have to he qualified for food stamps while he was working for TNA. Really? Wow, he was being paid that shit later. Fuck me, that's bad. That's real bad. Um, I mean, Karrion Cross is is moving or transitioning into the, the Hollywood world, or at least for he, now. He did put something very, very interesting up on Instagram as well this week. Mm. That he's also going to be part of um, oh. the next narrative. Yeah, 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 I saw that. I, well, EC3's turned that into a faction now because Braun Strowman got like a fucking obscenely big pop at yeah. Final Battle when he debuted. Yeah. Uh, they, put, they put that up on their YouTube if, for anyone who hasn't seen it. What's his name's in there? Uh, the Titan, Weston, Adam Shear. Adam Shear. Uh, what's his name? Former, is it Wesley Blake? Uh, yeah, Weston Blake. Weston called Blake. Weston Blake. That's it. You've got to wonder, though, like, if if Cross isn't going back to Impact, obviously Ring of Honor doesn't kind of exist anymore. Where else is there to go? Yeah. Apart from AEW. Well, um, Japan. like, the, the control, you know, it'll go to Mexico. He was huge in Mexico before he got signed. Oh, okay. Um, but this this um this like control your narrative thing that EC3 is doing, it looks like he's not moving away from doing shows. It looks like he's still going to do the shows, but it also looks like it's going to be a faction because he said he was like talking about how like no com- no three letters are going to represent them. They're just going to show up wherever they want, which opens. I, mean, the door I suppose there's like there's like where? GCW, MLW. You know, there's like there was that level of like promotion. Impact. Well. Like most of them are still on good terms with Impact. Except for Cross. Yeah. I mean, you could argue that GCW are probably arguably bigger than Impact in, in a lot of ways. Yeah, I'd say GCW are bigger than Impact. Really? Yeah. They're running Hammerstein Ballroom, which is like... They're not They're not on TV, which makes... The old ECW venue. Yeah, the New yeah. York one. Where they yeah. did it's, one it's gonna be, and it's, it's going to be the biggest ever wrestling crowd in Hammerstein Ballroom as well. They've, they've sold it out. They, they added more seats just to be able to beat one night stand. They just put an extra four seats on, like behind a pillar somewhere. Yeah. That be able to, see <laughs> to, be, to be fair, they don't like the, the, the thing with GCW is they don't need to put like a big like stage. Mm. Like, not that they did when uh, they did one night stand, but they did have like a bit of an elaborate setup with like the commentary and that. Yeah. Which took away seats. They GCW don't need to do that because like when Nick Gage ends, he just walks through the fucking crowd anymore. Yeah, <laughs> all they need to do is say like Ricky Champagne is going to fight Nick Cage made events. Let's go, and then and sells then, out, and it just fucking sells out. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, they've got a pretty die-hard fan base, haven't they? Like, yeah, especially in that sort of like old ECW hotbed, you know, like uh, yeah, they're kind of the, the natural and... successor almost to that. Yeah, they uh, they they also feel like they've kind of overtook Ring of Honor from that role, where right. Ring of Honor were in that role for years, and then for whatever reason, just went down and down and down and. Mm. Yeah, it's um, it's it's definitely exciting to see. Yeah. Um, nice. Yeah. Uh, where where controlling narrative stuff ends up, though, I'm excited. Yeah, very much so. 
Uh, moving on, on his Twitch stream, Matt Hardy said, Jeff is in the best place and isn't using drugs or alcohol. He's confident that drugs test WWE gave his brother will come back clean. And while he understands the company's position, he says he thinks WWE may have jumped the gun on releasing Jeff. This is so weird. Like, so, right, if this is the drugs thing, why not just suspend him until the test come back? Yeah. I think I think because he's had that many chances. Yeah, but then, you can't just say, I think you're on drugs, you're fired. Yeah, like, you yeah. wait for the results. <laughs> yeah. How long do these tests take? No idea. It's been a not little while. It's not that they, they should weeks, by now. I mean, to be released. fair, on the Twitch stream and on my YouTube channel, um, they put, basically put a thing up because Jeff was touring with his band as well mm. um, this week. And it was Jeff on there talking about it. And Jeff seemed extremely coherent. He didn't seem like he was on anything. Mm. He seemed like he was like like the only thing you could say was he, he, he seemed his age because he was like he was like struggling to read this phone. <laughs> I was like oh, yeah. but Didn't it was like his little it wasn't on. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't struggling to read his phone because he was under the influence vein. It was struggling to read his phone because he's got bad eyesight. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I mean, I. I, I think WWE did jump the gun a bit with it. And I I think, as I say, main things up that Jeff's okay. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. From what from what I saw in that video, Jeff seems okay. From what I saw on the, the house show video, he didn't seem okay. But I mean like, Matt seems convinced. And like there's I, a picture there's a, Matt, and there's a picture there's a picture of like Jeff hanging out with Matt's kids, and there's no way that like Matt and Remy would let him yeah, around yeah. kids if he was no. off his cake with him. So yeah, you know yeah. Matt's been extremely like protective of Jeff with stuff mm. like that and also protective of his children where if Jeff's in like a bad position Matt will yeah, let him two very separate kids. things yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and the fact that he had them like all around each other and he had Jeff on his on the family stream and like just hanging out with everyone I, I think I think like I, I think that Matt's like Matt's right to sort of be able to say well yeah no my brother's fine they jump the gun, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, and if it means we get Hardy Brothers versus Lucha, Lucha Brothers, that would be very nice. Um, <laughs> what? Why is it every time there's oh, there's a tag team available, they might come to you. Oh, just give me them against the Lucha, but like straight away, it's always I, the Lucha Brothers. I, I did say before, That's not a bad you've, thing. You you've seen Phoenix Troy, you know what he can do, mate. I've I got did. a fucking Ray yeah. Phoenix figure up there. I've got a Lucha Bros hoodie on <laughs> the back of it right now. <laughs> Take me to it. Also, I think it, as I say, I think it's just because the Lucha Bros kind of were doing whatever, really. So they were like in Lucha Underground, but they weren't teaming. Then they were teaming in MLW and they were teaming in Mexico, but they've always been away from like a lot of these teams. Like they went went through like Ring of Honor and places like that. Oh, I see. So there's a lot of dream matches for the Lucha Bros mm. that are potentially going to be happening in AEW in the next couple of months. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Like, Let's just give them the Lucha Bros. Um, <laughs> speaking of dream matches, we've almost got the full lineup for Bowler 2022, baby. Oh, boy. Uh, which is, I believe it's the weekend before the Royal Rumble. I think it's the 22nd of January. Yeah. It could be It could be earlier. I don't know. Anyway, they've announced uh, 10, 10 people so far. Um, I think the, I think it totals in 16. So there's still a few names to be announced. But so far, they've got Bandido, Jack Cartwheel, Daniel Garcia, Black Taurus, Leo Rush, Kevin Blackwood, Alex Shelley, Jonah, Lee Moriarty, and Davey Richards. Fucking right. 
Speaking of dream matches, oh, oh, yeah, there's yeah. a few in there, isn't there? Jesus, that's like that's like the not only like a the who's who of up and coming wrestlers, but also like a couple of really nice like sort of legacy picks. Should we say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Alex and Shelley he, and David Richardson. Oof, that makes me a happy man. Just, just <laughs> give give us give us Dave, uh, Davey Richards, Daniel Garcia, please. We twenty ten ring of honor now, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it's it's cool as well like obviously Joan is like a legacy pick as well for um for Bowler because he's yeah. been in, he's been in loads of them yeah um has he really one of them no yeah or finals maybe close he was my pick to, he's my pick to win this one Okay. I mean, yeah. you've got guys in there like you've got like Bandido, who's probably like the most sort of Ban- well, Bandido. He's, he's, probably, the, he's, he's probably the hottest, the hottest un, like non-major designed wrestler in the world right now. Hmm. Uh, you've got guys like Daniel Garcia, Leo Rush, and Lee Moriarty, who are like excellent young up-and-comers who have got yeah. fantastic careers ahead of them. Yeah, just yeah. I mean, Kevin Blackwood is so good as well. Like, you, you, it's very nice to see him in that like lineup. He's got one of my favorite double stumps I've ever seen. Yeah, this this whole tournament's just gonna absolutely fuck, isn't it? It's like, he looked yeah. like he looked like he was gonna cave in the guy that is Sue's chest. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Right, so then the final final news story of the week um is regarding Wyndham Rotunda, formerly known as Bray Wyatt. Uh, a lot of fan speculation that he was gonna be showing up at uh Winter is Coming. In fact, we all saw the Wyndham is coming um graphics on the internet the fans have made, everyone was really hyped. However, um word on the street according to the Wrestling Observer, Observer Newsletter is that he is currently focused on his movie project and is not in a rush to return to pro wrestling. Uh, apparently he signed a contract, his last contract he had to be was similar to the one that Kevin Owens he just signed so with big, big money and quote, unless he was living incredibly large, he shouldn't have, have financial issues forcing him back unless he feels like it's So basically he's under no pressure to return to the ring for like financial reasons. It's just going to be a case of whether he wants to. Uh, Meltzer also writes that he isn't sure if Wyndham will eventually sign with AJ or impact and he says that at one point he was apart on money from both promotions so basically they the amount they offered him was not enough to entice him sure. uh, into the world of AEW or impact I mean I can believe that for impact absolutely <laughs> and I can, yeah, yeah. Um, AW I mean I know I know Tony Tony ponied up for the CM Punk money didn't he but whether or not he's got another big one in him because I, I imagine it Wyndham's was, not, uh, not no, you you he, he would want a um when it says that unless he was living life incredibly large, and now I just want like a, a sort of Cameron Grimes style vignette of Wyndham <laughs> just like just splashing cash everywhere. Just making it rain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you see him ending up ending up? I mean Yeah, I think there's a I think there's a good percentage chance he just doesn't come back to wrestling. Yeah. Mm. I mean he's kind of set in terms of if Hollywood's gonna be his kind of I, choice yeah. and, and producing and writing and stuff like he's got the mind for it. it goes. I mean, his favorite thing in wrestling was writing mad shit. Yeah. And uh, what if he could just go to a place where he gets to just do that all the time? Yeah. One one with thing, with with, uh, a, with an actual budget. What if someone says, "I'll give you twenty million bucks to make a horror film," and he's like, "All right, son." <laughs> that that horror film he's making sounds fucking insane. Yeah. It it sounds like he's took all the drugs. Um, <laughs> it's the one that's meant to be like a, a riff on Xanadu yeah it's like a cross of Xanadu and Itchy the Killer which are two things okay, I never now. thought I'd ever hear um, <laughs> but yeah I, I I don't know like it, it's weird he's he sort of teased stuff in wrestling as well as stuff outside of wrestling like um, him and Cross had a bit of a back and forth a few weeks ago 
on Twitter. Um, the guy who does like the artwork for him and Malachi Black was teasing Wyndham as being part of the House of Black a few days ago as well. Yeah. Um, it's such a shame. I know it sort of exists in a form, but it's such a shame there's no like Luke Dripping around still kicking around because imagine him just popping in for a few episodes to have like some sort of nightmare fuckhouse match with like whoever. <laughs> oh, what? oh, mate. Imagine the Fiend versus Penzer and fucking Luke on the ground. <laughs> in like some sort of alternative, like spoopy dimension. The <laughs> Phoenix stood there as a zombie doing black six on him. <laughs> Arrow star coming from fucking space and time to save everybody. Oh, mate. <laughs> I, I miss Lucha Underground so much. <laughs> right. That's everything. That's the news for this week. Um, and it will be our last one before Christmas. So thanks for listening. Merry, merry, merry fucking Christmas. We'll catch you next time. Bye. 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 Hello, yes, Danhausen here. Danhausen has been summoned. You must love this podcast housing, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast housing. <laughs>